Coming up on Podcast 1609, next year's updated Hyundai Kona looks like it gets the Arnic 5's interior. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the podcast today, three new Australian EVs coming. Foxconn starts making the Lordstown pickup and Tesla's mega packs arrive in Hawaii so they can ditch coal. Those stories and a lot more coming up today on the podcast. Stick around. Good morning, good afternoon or good evening. Wherever you are in the world, it's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for the end of the week, Friday 30th of September. My name is Martin Lee and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Welcome to a new Patreon producer. Thank you very much to everyone who supports this podcast and Patreon is growing all the time and I appreciate it very much. It does pay for this show to get on the air. Philip has signed up. Philip Kobanek. Thank you very much, Philip, to be a new producer of this show. You, of course, do instantly get access to the ad-free feed on Patreon. Oh, and by the way, a small change to Patreon, which shouldn't really affect you, uh, but uh, there's a setting in there uh, which... They're changing because you used to sign up maybe halfway through the month, but then you wouldn't get billed until the first of the following month. That makes sense. Um, and they're doing it like they're changing it, which they should do. Uh, like all subscriptions, when you subscribe to something, uh, then you start paying like your renewal date is that day. Anyway, small change. But if you're thinking of signing up to the, the Patreon uh, package, then that's the small change. It doesn't, doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, you do get your ad-free feed and uh, and some other benefits as well. Now we'll kick off with the news with Cadillac recalling lyrics over touchscreen issues. But has the recall told us how many Cadillac lyrics are actually in the wild? They released their first EV, the Lyric, and it's already under a stop sale order after an issue with the touchscreen. Now, stop sale means that if the car has been on is with a dealer... It's off the back of the lorry. It's, you know, probably being polished and, you know, maybe even the showroom ready to collect because they've sold all of them. Um, It means you can't go and get your car. It means that they can continue to sell them. They can't hand it over. I believe that's the exact definition of what they call a stop sale. Um, The recalling includes 186 lyrics. But because we don't know how many lyrics have been sold and because this is a touchscreen issue, am I wrong to draw a line between those two and say, like, we don't know how many lyrics are out there because no one's making YouTube videos like people do with the lyric, uh, the the Rivians and stuff and the Teslas of the world. I've been hunting high and low and people who are buying these lyrics are just not, maybe they're not the kind of, I don't know, attention-seeking YouTubers. I mean that in a nice way. I'm probably one of them. Um, That makes videos about their new car or... Are Cadillac making them sign NDAs? Well, you can't make someone sign one. I would I would certainly say no. Um, or are they just not selling many? Anyway, have they sold 106 of them and recalled every single one of them? Remember as well, I told you about a story earlier this year. Customers were get, being offered a $5,000 discount on the launch editions when they got their car if they agreed to be tracked by GM so the GM could understand the movements, the patterns, the usage behaviour of electric vehicle drivers. And again, that was very optional. Well, employees at their Spring Hill GM factory noticed a blank touchscreen on one of the lyrics sitting in the factory. The system initiates a software update if the vehicle is parked, but if you then interrupt that by opening the door... The screen turns off and it crashes. Fields data found that happened 16 times in real life with real customers. And so a stop sale was issued and the lyrics have been recalled. Cadillac's current fix, turn it off and on again. I kid you not. Sometime in November, there'll be an over-the-air update that fixes it. 
So that could be an indication of how many are out there. And I wonder, look, and I don't mean to dump on the Cadillac Lyric. And I, I, I dump on GM a bit because they talk a big game. If they talked, if they just shut their mouths and made cars, I wouldn't dump on them. But I do dump on GM a bit because they, they talk like they're the number one out there and they're just not making cars. But I don't mean to because the Cadillac Lyric is brilliant. Now, it starts at $63,000. It did start at 59 if you remember, before the price increase for the launch edition or whatever they called it, like the first edition. But this has got 312 miles of range, that massive 33-inch big display that spans most of the dashboard, all-wheel drive. I think it looks fantastic. The choice of materials look fantastic. The fit and finish, from what you can tell from those early reviews by, admittedly, the media, the choice of materials and the choice of fabrics in the car, you know, the metal switch gear, not cheap plastic feeling stuff, the size of the vehicle, the the upholstery, everything. It looks like a really, really special vehicle with a decent range, the Ultium battery technology in the Lyric, and also uh, a, a price that's, I know 60 grand isn't cheap. And I don't pretend that it is. But when you compare it to its peers, both its peers with electric and fossil powertrains, I think that it's a very compelling vehicle. I wish they'd make more of them. Um, And I wish that we'd see maybe a few customer videos online or people talking about their early experiences. We don't know why that's not happening, but uh, brilliant that it's out there. Not so good that they're having to realise, oh, you can break it quite easily by opening the door. Now let's talk about Australia and the first electric ute what I'd call a pickup, um, is confirmed as LDV launches not one, not two, but three vehicles in a day. So let's talk about them. LDV is owned by SAIC, and they also own the Maxus brand. Now, that's what the vehicles are badged as here. I don't know why, because LDV has a, a, a pretty big heritage, actually, in the UK. But for whatever reason, the Chinese went with the Maxus name here, but in New Zealand and Australia, they use the LDV brand. They've launched the ET60. That's a pickup truck, a ute, sorry. Uh, and um, that is going to be joined by the E Deliver 9. That's a panel van. And the MIFA 9, which is a very, very luxurious electric people mover. And now, the Australian Labor government realised uh, releasing yesterday a consultation paper um, on the EV strategy going forward. Now, the ET60, that's the pickup already on sale in New Zealand for 80,000 New Zealand dollars that's about 70,000 Aussie dollars has a 750 kilogram payload tows 1.5 tons 88.5 kilowatt hour battery single motor on the rear it's not all-wheel drive truck so that does limit some of the off-road uses for this 130 kilowatt motor on the rear axle the e-deliver the panel van is both a mid and high roof variant same battery as the pickup truck and the mifa 9 now this is interesting the mifa 9 is an electric people carrier i've only seen this in seven seat spec here in the uk and even then it was left-hand drive and all the icons were in chinese and not available in new zealand but it is coming to australia and it's coming to the uk well it's here now in the uk you just can't take delivery of one yet under the maxus badge 90 kilowatt hour battery supplied by catl the world's biggest so that's a pretty good heritage um and 440 kilometers of wltp range they say the mifa 9 the electric people carrier is a slightly strange vehicle in that it had a different badge on the front. It'd be 100 grand. And I don't know what the price of it is, but it's got captain's chairs in the back. So it's um, a configuration of uh, two, two, three. 
So very luxurious armchairs in the front and the same chairs in the rear. The chairs in the rear have also got massage function, heating, cooling. They've got like the uh, the lay down, not quite flat bed, but it's it would be a very, very nice way to go to an airport or get shuttled somewhere, for instance. Gorgeous interior, loaded with technology. When the MIFA 9 goes on sale in the UK, I don't know, but from what I've seen of it already... I'd love to be in the back of that thing being driven around. And then the rear seats, the three the three seats at the back, really do kind of go up to the powered boot lid. And so to still put any kind of real cargo in there, you want to fold those down. But there is a small boot in it already. Everything's powered. The two side doors that slide back, they're all powered. Uh, powered tailgate, obviously. Two sunroofs, I think. One for the rear passengers. And then the rear, the rear two captain's seats in the MIFA 9 have these... Little, I would say, control screens about the same size as your mobile phone's screen, and they control the seat, the pitch, the angle, the massage, etc. Again, I don't know what it costs in the UK. I'm, I'm still digging on that. But there, there is at least one that I've seen in this country, on trade plates, I must admit. Now, let's talk about the truck, the ET60 in Australia. Over here, it's called the Maxus T90 EV, and it's on sale for £50,000 plus VAT. So it's not cheap, it is expensive, and honestly, I'd probably, it is a working vehicle with just a single motor. I don't know how useful it is. 88.5 kilowatt hour battery, like I say, 200 brake horsepower electric motor. And it's yeah, it's an EV uh, platform, I think, anyway, so the back, it's a flat floor, so not really good for off-roading, but pretty good for hauling stuff. Let me know what you think about these vehicles. Um, I'd love to hear from you, by the way. And uh, any of the stories uh, that we talk about, you can contact me, hello at evnewsdaily.com. Goodness me, I'm 10 minutes in. I've only done two stories. I'm sorry. I'll get a little chop on. Now, in China, Geely, the company that owns Volvo, Polestar, and more, uh, they've got a new brand called Radar. They're making a pickup that looks like, to me, that looks like a Rivian, honestly. Pre-sale went on sale yesterday for the RD6. It cost $25,000 equivalent. That is 180,000 yuan. And the radar is, for all intents and purposes, it's it's like a slightly more budget Rivian R1T. First one rolled off the production line in the Shandong province. That's in eastern China, by the way. The RD6, based on the SEA platform, from Geely, so a pure electric platform, 200 kilowatt motor, 120 kilowatt fast charging. And because this is a Chinese article from cnevpost.com, so again, you've got to make allowances for the language difference from this website that I found it. It says it has an external discharge of six kilowatts. Now, I would personally call that a vehicle to load. I don't really want to be talking about external discharge too much on this podcast. But I think I know what they mean. Nobody wants six kilowatts of external discharge, do they? Right, coming up on the podcast very soon, we'll talk about next year's Hyundai Kona getting the interior of the Ionic 5 and Tesla Megapacks turning up in Hawaii to dump coal. Stick around, those stories are on the way. Now, in the US, Foxconn, otherwise known as well, the maker of the iPhone, uh, had to bail out Lordstown last year with a big investment. And Lordstown say that the Endurance, their pickup truck, is now in production because the first two have been made. Checks notes. Yep, yep. The first 
two have been made. Uh, not really in production then, is it? Uh, however, uh, they say that now they've made two, they need a bit more money uh, to make the next 450 vehicles. So maybe they're tapping up Fox Foxconn to uh, give them uh, some more investment or take a, a bigger stake. Uh, the company, Foxconn, gave Lordstown $230 million for their Ohio factory, which they'd bought off GM. They invested, invested $55 million in a new joint venture. And according to TechCrunch, it's worth noting Foxconn's reputation for delivering isn't pristine. The company wanted uh, or announced a $10 billion LCD factory in Wisconsin, a project that Donald Trump called the eighth wonder of the world. However, it hasn't happened. Uh, the investment's now been reduced to $672 million and from 13,000 jobs down to 1,400 at last count. Lordstown reported that deliveries are subject to full homologation testing and required certification. So these two that they've built can't even be sold. The company reports that it's continuing to put test miles on vehicles. According to GreenCarReports.com, Foxconn will serve as a contract maker of the insurance. Well, I mean, they've made the first two. And other vehicles at the Ohio facility. Foxconn are going to make the Fisker vehicles as well in the US and electric tractors. Lordstown refocusing to fo- uh, focus on the commercial market and they haven't clarified the state of any other projects they're working on now we've got some spice shots coming into the podcast today these are of 2023's hyundai kona now the new kia e nero has already been redesigned and is out and on sale and they are redesigning the hyundai kona uh, if you thought that, that that vehicle was at the end of its life because of the new all-electric cars coming from hyundai and kia you'd be very wrong so there is a 2023 model year kona i've seen some renders from some artists that think they know what it might look like. But now we've got some photos of the inside. And on Inside EVs, we can see that the inside of the Kona, if this is how it's going to look when it's out, looks the same to me as a Hyundai Arnic 5. Dual screen, so you know the, 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 the big screens, the same as the Arnic 5. The graphics on the screens, because they, they managed to get two shots through the door, these spy photographers. The graphics on the screen, uh, it all looks like... The Arnic 5's graphics, which were all very similar already to the existing Hyundai cars. The climate control panel, that strip, yeah, that's the same. The steering wheel, that looks the same. Now, Inside EV say that we expect that the new Kona to have radically different styling compared to the old one, looking more like a Hyundai Tucson. Um, the spy shots though, on the exterior still heavily camouflaged with all the black foam and stuff, so we can't see that. Now, Tesla mega, fac- uh, mega packs are arriving in Hawaii with the state's last coal shipment at the same time as Hawaii moves its grid to renewables and energy storage. Hawaii want to get to 100% green energy and already has the highest amount of solar capacity deployed per capita. According to electric.co, the state needs to balance it with energy storage since the sun obviously doesn't always shine. The port where the coal, the last shipment of coal came in is exactly next to the port where the mega packs arrived. The Capole, I think that's how I would say it. Sorry, Hawaiians, if I've butchered one of your place names. The Capole Energy Storage Facility is one of the largest battery systems in the world. 185 megawatts and 565 megawatt hours. And they're using Tesla mega packs for that. KTM, a famous name in two-wheeled racing 
have unveiled a new dirt bike for kids. It's called the SXE F3. It's a smaller version of the SXE 5. It's uh, got the same motor, but it's detuned a bit, down to 3.8 kilowatts. It's got a 60-cell battery of about half a kilowatt hour, 548 watt-hours. And this looks like it would suit maybe someone from... I don't know, four or five years old. A small dirt bike, little knobbly tyres. And uh, honestly, I think this would be so much fun if you want to get your son or daughter into electric racing and they say it'll recharge about seven hours but that's that's probably in the it's got a, a kill cord on the the wrist so uh it, you know if, if they fall off it's even got a tilt sensor as well so if the, the bike does go over cuts the power um super high tech um i don't imagine it's very cheap but a nice toy if you can afford it for your kids now south korea is saying today that they are working with the u.s to what they call rectify problems with the new U.S. subsidies. According to CNBC, South Korean officials have engaged in dialogue with their U.S. counterparts over issues they have with the Inflation Reduction Act. South Korean officials claiming the act is going to hurt Korean automakers. I would agree, uh, by excluding them in the tax credit scheme from the 1st of January, which will benefit only vehicles made in the U.S. and batteries with U.S.-sourced materials and production. I would agree. Uh, the industry minister of South Korea, Lee Chang-yang, said Seoul is going to review whether to file a formal complaint over the Inflation Reduction Act. The US Vice President Kamala Harris is in Seoul at the moment. And last night, she met with South Korea's president to discuss those concerns. A White House readout following the meeting said that the vice president understood the concerns are being raised. I don't know what they can do. I mean, Biden signed it into law. It starts in January. That's... Them's the rules. China is mighty peed off. South Korea's upset. Europe thinks it's unfair. And I totally understand all of those concerns. But if I was a US politician, regardless of your politics, whatever, you know, red or blue, I would do exactly the same. Because at the minute, the other countries have got it all their own way. And so the US, if they want energy independence, if they want independence of supply chains, if they want resilience of supply chains, if you don't want to go cap in hand to China or Korea in 10 years' time and go, can we please have some electric cars, please? You've got to have it on your own soil. And I'd be doing, yeah, it's protectionist and all those things. I'd be doing the same thing. I mean, I I, I get it. We, We live in a global economy and the world over the last 50 years got smaller, but people are kind of closing borders a bit and closing down and looking after themselves first it is the direction of global politics over recent times and uh, i mean i'd be doing the same as biden honestly give the subsidies give the money give the incentives to u.s made vehicle vehicles made by americans um and if i was europe i'd do the same thing you know what i mean i'd probably upset america doing that but anyway right final story and let's talk parking because when a car's not moving it's parked and you know where cars are always parked because we don't really drive our cars as much as it feels odd to say so we don't our personal cars we don't drive they're always sitting somewhere so if they're sitting and not moving they should be charging and now a parking company i've used many times i think they're called apcoa apcoa 
all in capital. So either either APCOA or APCOA, however I meant to say, it, um, have 1.8 million parking spaces in 13 countries across Europe. And now, today announcing plans to install 100,000 EV charging stations in their car parks with their partners. These are going to be 11 and 22 kilowatt AC chargers at 12,000 locations, which is brilliant. Even then, that's maybe a little bit too fast. But uh, maybe because they're quite <laughs> the ones I use in London are quite expensive. Um, not the cheapest car parks. Uh, but they tend to be in convenient locations, so you pay a bit of a premium, or at least the ones I do. They might not, might not be all of them. But uh, maybe 11 and 22 kilowatts is too fast. Maybe they should just be slow chargers. But either way, um, they're not going to market the chargers themselves, but they'll be working with charging partners to put the hardware in and let other companies run them and do the software. One example is UFO Drive. They use the car park spaces uh, for their rental vehicles. They, know that they look after the chargers, the charging, the billing, etc. Um, and uh, not the uh, the landlord, as it were, which is very interesting. And that's your podcast for today. Make sure you're listening to Saturday's podcast. Tomorrow we'll be talking about GridServe's third electric forecourt, why New York is following California in banning combustion cars, and why the Toyota CEO is doubling down on hybrids and hydrogen. Those stories and more coming up on Saturday's podcast. Make sure you tune in. Well, question of the week, taking a wee break for a while. Not for long. It will return. Thank you very much to everyone that supports on Patreon. You get your ad-free feed, and I really appreciate... I know it's a tough times, and money is tight, and I get it, and it's tight for me, and I'm sure it's tight for many people, but if you can and, and want to support the show, uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Daily. Every penny you spend puts this podcast on the air. And not a penny is wasted. Hi to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley's EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK, Octopus Electric Universe, get your card, make sure you sign up, Global Public Charging made simple with one app and one map and a 5% discount if you are an Octopus Energy customer. It happens automatically. That starts soon in October. It's got an email late last night from their CEO, Greg. So that's just a nice little, in some cases, quite big discount. 5% off Octopus Electric Universe charging if you are an Octopus Energy customer. Happens in the background, all automatic. Just another reason that I love Octopus. And milbrickcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon, where you can enjoy a break in the southwest at somewhere that is embracing the renewable lifestyle. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow for Saturday's show. And remember, there's no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.